Psalm 78 The Masculine of Asaph Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the word of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known, that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them for their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might, and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them. The children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Ephraimites, armed with the bow, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. In the sight of their fathers he performed wonders in the land of Egypt and the fields of Zoan. He divided the sea and let them pass through it, and made the waters stand like a heap. In the daytime he led them with the cloud, and all the night with a fiery light. He split rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink abundantly as from the deep. He made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow like down like rivers. Yet they sinned still more against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved, and spoke against God, saying, can God spread a table in the wilderness? He struck the rock so that the water gushed out and streams overflowed. Can he also give bread or provide meat for his people? Therefore, when the Lord heard that he was full of wrath, a fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel, because they did not believe in God and did not trust his saving power. Yet he commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven, and he rained down on them manna to eat, and gave them the grain of heaven. Man ate of the bread of the angels. He sent them food in abundance. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he let out the south wind. He rained meat on them like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. He let them fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwellings, and they ate and were fit well filled, for he gave them what they craved. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed the strongest of them, and laid low the young men of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned. Despite his wonders, they did not believe. So he made their day vanish like a breath, and their years in terror. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. 
He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and comes not again. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They tested God again and again and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power or the day when he redeemed them from the foe. When he performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the fields of Zoan, he turned their rivers to blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the destroying locust and their fruit to the labor of the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He gave over their cattle to hail and their flocks to thunderbolts. He let loose on them his burning anger, wrath, indignation, and distress, a company of destroying angels. He made a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but gave their lives over to the plague. He struck down every firstborn in Egypt, the firstfruits of their strength in the tents of Ham. Then he led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them in safety so that they were not afraid, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which he has the right hand had won. He drove out nations before them. He apportioned them for a possession and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. Yet they tested and rebelled against the Most High God and did not keep his testimonies, but turned away and acted treacherously like their fathers. They twisted like a deceitful bow. For they provoked him to anger with their high places. They moved him to jealousy with their idols. When God heard, he was full of wrath and he utterly rejected Israel. He forsook his dwelling at Shiloh, and the tent where he dwelt among man, and delivered his power to captivity, his glory to the hand of the foe. He gave his people over to the sword and vented his wrath on the, his heritage. Fire devoured their young men, and their young women had no marriage song. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awoke as from sleep, like a strong man shouting because of wine, and he put his adversaries to root. He put them to everlasting shame. He rejected the tents of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the high heavens, like the earth, which he had founded forever. He chose David, his servant, and took from him his the sheepfolds. From the following, the nursing ewes he brought him, to shepherd Jacob his people, Israel his inheritance. With upright heart he shepherded them, and guided them with a skillful hand. Psalm 106 Praise the Lord! O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praises? Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them, that I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. Both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled by the sea, at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, 
that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it became dry, and he led them through the deep as though a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe, and redeemed them from the power of the enemy. And the waters covered their adversaries, not one of them was left. Then they believed his words, and they sang his praise. But they soon forgot his works, they did not wait for his counsel, but they had a wanton craving in the wilderness, and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked, but he was sent wasting disease among them. When men in the camp were jealous of Moses and Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord, the earth opened up and swallowed up Dathan, and covered the company of Abiram. Fire also broke out in their company, the flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf at Horeb, and worshipped a metal image. They exchanged the glory of God for the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. Therefore he said he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn away his wrath from destroying them? Then they despised the pleasant land, having no faith in his promise. They murmured in their tents, and did not obey the voice of the Lord. Therefore he raised his hand and swore to them that he would make them fall in the wilderness, and would make their offspring fall among nations, scattering them among the lands. Then they yoked themselves to the ball of Peor, and ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They provoked the Lord to anger with their deeds, and plague broke out among them. Then Phineas stood up and intervened, and the plague was stayed, and that he was counted to him as righteousness from generation to generation forever. They angered him at the waters of Meribah, and it went ill with Moses on their account. For they made his spirit bitter, and he spoke rashly with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord commanded them, but they mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they became unclean by their acts, and played the whore in their deeds. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against the people, and he abhorred his heritage. He gave them into the hand of the nations, so that those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their power. Many times he delivered them, but they were rebellious in their purposes, and were brought low through their iniquity. Nevertheless he took upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake he remembered his covenant, and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. He caused them to be pitied by all those who held them captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? 
It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all day the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today we are getting ready to come to the end of the book of Deuteronomy, and with the end of Deuteronomy, also the end of the first five books of the Bible, which are called the Pentateuch, or the books of the law. Coming to this, I am reminded of how many times we have already read an account of all of the failings of the people of Israel. The fact that they continue to go through the cyclical pattern of repenting, coming to God, God hearing them cry out and blessing them, and then them rebelling and God having to judge them. In the two Psalms that we have read today, and also in Romans, we need to remember that even though God's anger is provoked and stirred, and he would be righteous to judge all those who turn away from him, that he relents. In the Psalms, we find that there was a priest that called out and made atonement for the people. Also, God remembered the covenant that he had made with his people. And even though they were unfaithful, he relents from his righteous wrath because of that covenant. What could possibly separate us from God? Nothing. Not our own failures. Not our own misdeeds. Not our own iniquity. Not our own misunderstanding. There is nothing that can separate us from a love that pursues us. God's love is chasing after us, going through all things, going above all heights, descending below all depths, coming together with all power and all magnitude to remind us that we are His. God's love overcomes even the failures of Israel. Today, as we come to the end of the law, I also want to stress, and I pray that this would come across for you, that God does not just discipline his children when we need it, but that he loves us when we are unable to do anything to deserve it. <laughs>